Welcome to another episode of Old School Thoughts, and thank you for all that you do to support the podcast, and thank you for your feedback. It is a great source of inspiration and motivation for myself and for my guests. Today, I have Darylin Brown. Darylin Brown is going to talk to us about Women's History Month as far as what woman or women who had the greatest impact on her life. But before we get started, I would like to turn the microphone over to Darylin and give her a chance to introduce herself to you. Hello, thank you for doing this interview. My name is Darylin Peggy Williams Brown. I am a retired high school English teacher. I taught for Detroit Public Schools for 34 years. And for the most of the part, I really love teaching in Detroit. I am also a writer and a poet. Okay, so very diverse now. So I would like to ask you, Darlene, who is the woman or women who influenced you most in your life? I have quite a few women who influenced me. I like uh, Ann Sullivan Macy because that's what I think teaching is. Uh, She brought Helen Reddy out of the darkness. And I like Mary McLeod Bethune, who started a school with about $8.50 and selling sweet potato pies. But I have to say the person who has most influenced me in my life is my mother, Dawn Marie Williams. How did your mother influence you? What did she do to have this this influence on you? Well, even from being a, a, a little girl, she always let me know that I could do anything. I could accomplish anything. I could be anything. And she just uh, impacted that with, with me when I was a little girl. And she was, I guess, she was kind of a revolutionary. She just had a, a, a different way of thinking about things. But she always said, you can do whatever you want. In fact, she didn't want me to be a teacher. She wanted me to be a lawyer. <laughs> she said, uh, uh, black people can be, uh, can work for the post office and be teachers. You, we know that, right. but you need to be a lawyer. And mm-hmm. I said, Ma, I want to be a teacher because when I was seven years old, I decided that I want to be a teacher. And uh, she even went so far as when I was 17, she had a dream. And she said, Darlene, I was at this banquet with all these lawyers. They were giving you a prize. Hmm. I said, Ma, I don't know why all these lawyers would be giving the prize to a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> so, so when you became a teacher, how did she feel? She was very proud. I had... I, being a teacher, I was invited about eight times to the uh, Banquet of Excellence. That's where students who have a 3.5 or higher are invited. They were invited every year. That's their the cream of the crop. And they were to bring their parents and the teacher who influenced them. Mm-hmm. And I was invited 10 times as the teacher who influenced uh, a young person. So she, and then I got the Booker T. Um, Booker T. Washington Award, and that one I could bring one guest, and it was during the school day. So I went home, I went to mom's house, and I got her, and she came, and she was very proud. She always said she was very proud, but she did want me to be a lawyer. (laughs) So when when you said that she was a revolutionary person, why did you choose the word revolutionary? 
because she really was. When uh, we lived in a Jeffrey's Projects, and at a at one point, uh, the, the Black Panthers came around. I guess it was around, you know, 67, 70, early 70s. And she joined. I don't know if she officially joined, mm-hmm. but she would be with them, especially this uh, young man named Ron Scott. She was uh, friends with him. So she always was a revolutionary. Uh, she said she went uh, one day, she went somewhere and came back and her ear was pierced. And she didn't do it the old-fashioned, have it done the old-fashioned way with the ice and all that. Right. She just let somebody put a needle in her ear. She said, this is, you know, to show our, our, our blood. We with the we with the people. I was like, ma. <laughs> 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 well, but she always was. And then she went back to school. I was a junior in high school when she started college. Uh-huh. So then when I graduated from college, she graduated a year before I did. Wow. She went into psychology Mm -hmm. but she never did find a grad school so she just uh ended her school career with a a ba in psychology right so what influence did that have on your life knowing that your mother went back to school and she received her ba in psychology what impact did that have on you or what drive did that give you that gave me the drive to know that I could could do it because when I uh, got my master's, I went on to get my master's, mm-hmm. and uh, for the English department to get a master's, you have to show that you are not fluent but educated in another language. That mm-hmm. means you have to pass a grad test in another language, mm-hmm. and the language I chose was Spanish. Right, and I took the test. You know, but you know, I don't know if you know the secret about languages. If you don't use them, they walk away. They yeah. just walk away. And I didn't use, I didn't teach Spanish. I taught English. I taught creative writing. I taught poetry. I never taught Spanish. So every day, a little bit of it left. Right. It left. So uh, it was hard to, uh, you know, take a test at a graduate level in Spanish. But I took that test eight times. In fact, the the proctor, he said, you know, we shouldn't really know each other. I said, yeah, I know, we shouldn't. (laughs) But my mama taught me, don't give up. And finally, I think uh, to pass the test, you had to get a 490. And I would get 440, 460, Mm -hmm. 470. Mm -hmm. And then finally, I hired a private tutor because I was pregnant with my second child. And I really... I was getting tired of uh, going down, uh, you know, meeting people. So I even paid him extra to come to my house, and he did. And he said, you're going to pass that test. And uh, sure enough, when I got my score back, it was 521. So wow. I passed it. But she taught she taught don't give up. It doesn't matter. So that's so... But, you know, that, that 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 should be embarrassing to have to take a test these many times. I'm gonna say, oh, it's not embarrassing. You take it till you get it. That's all embarrassing, no. <laughs> so, as she was as she was hanging around the 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 Black Panther group, right, the Black Panther Party, uh-huh. right. How what impact did that have on you? Was she the the, the type where she was talking black power or she was black power. she's always talked black power uh-huh. and does she does a lot of reading and she used to do a lot of studying on Hallie Selassie and Malcolm X. She even wrote a poem about Malcolm X, uh saying that uh, you know, I you know, she wasn't she didn't know about him when he was doing the things here, but she heard about him later. It even got published in a, a magazine, hmm. uh, the Black Collegian. Uh-huh. So is that what inspired you to write? 
Knowing you that know your what? mother I was a writer? I did know my mother was a writer and it did inspire me. Try, But I don't know if that inspired me. I always made up stories when I was a little girl. Mm -hmm. So I think that just helped me know that, you know, there is another way you can do this. Don't just make them up and talk. You can actually write them down. So she did inspire me with that. And she was a writer, too. She wrote some fiction and she wrote one year, (laughs) one year she wrote a poem every day. That was her goal. Oh so she wrote 365 poems. Some, you know, were not that good. Some were very good. So mm-hmm. she said, yeah, out of 365, you're going to get some good ones. <laughs> yeah. So she did, but she, that was her goal. She wrote a poem a day. She had a lot she of did. drive. She did. She did. And is, is, that, is that manifested in you? Well, it is to a certain extent, but I seem to postpone things. Right now, I'm uh, working on a novel, but I have I started working on it in 2006 mm-hmm. when we were on the uh, we were we were on strike, right. and I had just said, God, please give me a, a novel so I can make some money, and I won't have to walk around this building like this. But the strike ended. And then, you know, my, my friend always say, you know, your first love is those live bodies, those live people. And, you know, when I had a uh, spare time, I gave my time to coming up with ways to figure this out for them, to show them an easier way to do that. And the writing just sat there. And then uh, the whole thing with teachers, we said, well, oh, in the summer we could get back to our writing. I spent most of the summer just recuperating from the school year. Right. Right. (laughs) Too much writing. Hmm. Uh, But but that novel is called Schools Out. So Hmm. right now, I've been retired for a while. So one would think I would have that novel written. (laughs) But one one would be wrong. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So let, let me, you know, when I was growing up, my mother would always give advice about life. She gave it to the boys. She gave it to the girls. What kind of, you know, what kind of sayings did she pass on to you about life? Something that would, that prepared you for life. Did she, did your mother talk to you like that? She did. She always told us, she told me, number one, always pay your bill. Mm-hmm. Always pay your bills when, you know, when you get your money. Number one, before doing like the fun thing, right. pay your bills. Mm-hmm. And she also told me, always go to be number one. Hmm. She always told me that too, to try your best to win. She told me that. And she said other things too. Uh, you know, uh, she would say, um, oh, she's, she's older now, mm-hmm. and now she doesn't talk too much because uh, she has dementia. Okay. But before it got bad, when when I would have, have her taking her hair in there, and people ask, well, how are you doing? And I just love to say, she'd say, I'm still alive and loving it. <laughs> still alive and loving it. I'm still alive and loving it. I said, no, my mom is still alive and loving it. I know I can uh, do, do pretty well. Yeah. So I know. But that's ask... the thing. She... No, mm-hmm. go ahead. I, I'll say that uh, th- those are the type of things that I remember that she said. She said other things too. Oh, she did say something about if uh, 
a bully, uh, somebody is uh, started at the end of the block and they beating up everybody. Mm-hmm. Like they, they fighting the people in the long line of houses. Mm-hmm. You get down there and help those people before they get to your house. Mm-hmm. That's what she told me too. Like if somebody is fighting somebody and he beats up person in the first house, second house, third house. I need to be down there uh, helping them before he get to me. That's what she mm-hmm. told me. Mm-hmm. So how did you interpret that? That uh, something bad is happening, you have to help people. Uh-huh. You can't stay back. You can't be quiet. You can't let it just go on. You have to help people. Do you exercise that? I do. Uh-huh. I do exercise that quite a bit. <laughs> yeah. So, if here we are in Women's History Month. And normally we identify women who are known nationally. They're known internationally. But you have chosen your mother. How... And I I, I understand that people should pay attention to what's at home, who's at home. Right. So how, how how would you share with other people that your mother... Is just that important? Well, I always talk about her, but I, I wrote a poem about her. Uh-huh. And I shared that at her 80th birthday party. And also, uh, she's in a nursing home, and I did a Black History Month program for them and shared the poem there. And uh, one of the ladies came up to me crying. She said, that was just so beautiful. And I talk about my mother, and I have some of the same values that she has. Mm-hmm. So just being an example. Yeah. But Darlin, I appreciate all of the time that you shared with me this afternoon to talk about your mother. Uh, I really enjoyed it. And I would love to have you to come back just for another discussion. And, okay. and, and to participate in archiving this our legacy for the future. But Thank you. If, are there any last words that you would like to share with anyone before we close out? I'd like to just say that uh, we were very poor when we were younger, and we we my mom and dad didn't stay together, so we would have like a broken home. But I am so thankful that I had my mom with me and still she is still alive and still with me. And I will always be thankful to God for the rest of my life for that. Well, I appreciate everything. And my prayers are with you and your mother and your family. And and just, again, just thank you for your time. And, You're welcome. And to all of my listeners, to all of our guests, to you I would like to thank you and until next time I love you and be good bye 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 bye